think Asia is where the growth is, where the interesting challenges are, because when you go to Asia, immediately you, are, you need to support different cultures, you need to support different languages, you need to be mindful for different subtleties. I am Conrad Chua, and this is Changing Careers, a podcast about the changing nature of MBA careers and how MBAs can change their careers. You are in for a real treat in this episode. I had the privilege to visit Southeast Asia's largest online travel company. It is based in Bangkok, and it is Agoda.com. I had a great discussion, which means this episode does run longer than our usual show, but trust me, it's worth it. First, I'll let my guest introduce himself. So my name is uh, Omri Morgenstern, and I'm the uh, chief product officer, which means that I manage all the, the product being developed by IT, uh, R&D, in, uh, in Agoda. Agoda started uh, uh, about a decade ago by a uh, few young Americans that traveled in Southeast Asia, and uh, saw a great opportunity in travel, loved travel, travel was their life. And, and uh, started asking themselves if they can make a business out of it. And uh, so there were travelers trying to pay for their own travel, but gradually realized that there is a huge opportunity in the travel space, especially in Asia, and, uh, and started seeing their business uh, exploding and growing uh, behind proportions. The, the basic notion for Agoda is uh, book, uh, around booking accommodation. Uh, very similar to maybe Booking.com that people may be familiar with, which is a sister company. We are basic value proposition is um, if you know that you want to go somewhere, you know where, uh, and you want to stay there, we want to make sure that's what we call bottom of the funnel uh, accommodation finding. We want to make sure that we have something for you and that what we have, no, not something, we have everything for you. And what we have is in the best terms and terms are a lot of things like pricing and uh, all sorts of perks that you can get we want to make sure that we have it it's cheap it's the best that you can find and the user experience is great that's the basics of the basics now on top of that we can build all sorts of other applications and capabilities but uh, but our claim for fame is making sure that uh, if you come to us you get the best wherever you want to go so how big is agoda agoda is about a 4000 people company about half of them are here in Bangkok, Agoda has offices in 20, I keep forgetting the, the exact amount, 20 something countries, uh, definitely in Asia, but also in Europe, uh, in the US, uh, we are we're in stages of opening offices in South America. So pretty much a global company. Agoda is, at, uh, is a company making about a billion dollar uh, in revenues. That's when, when we talk about revenues in travel, we talk about the margin um, that we are making, the money coming to Agoda's pocket. What you need to understand is Agoda is a merchant, uh, which means that we charge our customers, uh, then pick up our commission and deduct the money to our partners, to a hotel, um, other accommodation partners like apartments, etc. Uh, so if you, if you look at the amount of money flowing through Agoda, it's about seven uh, this year will be something like $7 billion, where we get to keep something like a billion. And uh, even on the bottom line, Agoda is a very rich company making uh, north of $200 million of EBITDA. And all that chip is growing, as we speak, is growing at about 50% the over year. So it's a very, very fast-moving uh, company. How does Agoda being based in Southeast Asia help it as a tech company? 
big innovations in the world are coming from either from the West, but more and more, I think, are coming from the Chinese market. And we are sort of in a perfect place. I think, I think oftentimes Chinese com- companies don't understand the West and uh, Western companies don't understand China. And we are sitting somewhere where we, we have good uh, visibility into both. Uh, I'm originally I'm an Israeli coming from, from the West side of the world. Our CEO is American. On the other hand, we have tons of, you know, Chinese, Thai, uh, Japanese, uh, uh, Koreans, whatever you are in Agoda. So we have a mixture of, uh, of uh, cultures here that allows us to understand better both edges of the spectrum. And I think we are capable of taking nice solutions from one side and moving them to the other side. I'll give you an example. I think the Chinese market in comparison with, say, the European market is way, way, way more price sensitive in travel. And there are all sorts of features, tools that you'll find in China that you won't find on the West. All sorts of smart coupons and ways to give money back to customers uh, that European companies just don't use. Agoda sees that, and Agoda is one of the only companies that brings that to Europe, and uh, and, and we see that as a source of a lot of our growth. And I can, I can name tens, uh, even 20 or 30 features that we took from China and brought it to Europe, and I can name other features that, that went the other directions. How do global players regard Agoda now that it's grown so big? They're trying to find interesting ways to penetrate our fortress here in Asia, and I think they need to change their DNA a lot in order to succeed. I think Asia for them is tricky because, especially our core markets, because there's so much happening. Like Europe is very much stable. The rules of the game in Asia are changing so fast, and people are doing things that you wouldn't expect Contract is not necessarily a contract. Uh, what you agreed with somebody yesterday is not necessarily agreed tomorrow. Uh, your biggest friend may, may try to kill you the day after. Uh, there may be another innovative product all of a sudden is doing something. You may be in markets where the take rate is very high, and then all of a sudden there is a price war and the take rates go down. And so all this instability, I think, is difficult for Booking.com. Uh, to some degree, also Expedia to deal with. Um, I think they they find it easier for them to penetrate market to fight for a market like the US because because again it's it's more similar to the European stability the rules of the game are clear uh, you have big chains that you can talk to obviously they have a big stake in Asia but I think they they're struggling and they look at us like a little bit like the cowboys that can uh, that can fight in the wild. We are the friendly cowboy that uh, we play in the same uh, we we serve the, we serve the same army. Uh, but we somehow we managed to ride the horses and, and, and deal with all the craziness that is happening here in the Wild Wild West. I think this is a little bit how they look at us. I think C-Trip are, uh, are the king of the cowboys in a way. <laughs> Down in China, they're a very, very aggressive Chinese company with amazing, amazing skills and, and growth and um, technology innovation. And they, again, they are, I, I think for me sitting here, I think if I'm looking for where the strongest tech is, I'm looking there, I'm looking at Citrip, I'm looking at China. Omri's point about the Wild West and looking to China for technology innovation speaks to a larger point about how China is moving from copying Western technology to innovating on its own terms. So I asked Omri, what are the industry dynamics in China Take Citrus, for example, they had a huge price war with, with e- a brand called Elong, and then they sort of won this price war, and then another brand came called Chunal, and they won that price war, and now there's a new brand called Meituan. So it's, it's a never-lasting sort of fight for dominance in China where players are willing to sacrifice their, um, their take rates, their commissions, they're willing to lose money 
uh, raise tons of money and burn it where the you know the western side of the world tends to be more sort of EBITDA driven. Uh, I think they are looking the way they look at us. They're looking at us as as the first way they'll strike, meaning uh, they they would like to get some peace and quiet in China to allow them to go out of China. And when they will do that, they will follow the Chinese customers. And they're doing it a little bit, but they're not as determined as they can be. Uh, I think Southeast Asia is where we see them first. That's why we know about them. We know how to deal with them. We learn from them. We're like, we're sort of fighting them, but we're not fighting 100% of their uh, focus. We are fighting 20% of their focus. And I think one day those players will find themselves in Europe and, and in the US and then it's going to be very challenging for traditional companies. And, and what we keep, uh, that's why I guess the, the way Booking looks at Agoda, in a way, we are like the, the guys that, uh, that live on the border. Uh, we are the border keepers that, uh, that we will shout and you know, light the fire when the, <laughs> when the horses come, come from the east. Uh, and they look at us also t- as, as the guys to teach them how to deal with it when, when it comes. But I think, I think in general, travel in the east-west sort of uh, collision will become more and more interesting in the next um, 10 to 15 years. Uh, and I think I think Agoda in, is in a perfect place to sort of ride those waves, understanding both ends, uh, which is one of, the, one of the reasons I really like our deck of cards. How do you see the travel industry changing? As, as markets mature, customers are after uh, convenience and simplicity meaning people want to go Amazon. Amazon took over the entire value chain, in a way, uh, all the way from you know, influencing the customers what to buy all the way to you know, sending them the, the package. Uh, and also Amazon started sort of uh, within the regions, they started uh, expanding to other industries that are, and uh, obviously they did things like uh, um, AWS uh, that made sense for them. So they... They sort of evolved a lot. The way I look at travel, I think travel is maybe 20 years younger in that type of process. There are good companies that can supply certain services, but there is not enough uh, consolidation and there's not enough simplicity. Still, if you are customers that wants to travel, you need to plan your trip maybe using certain resources and then and then when you book if you book a flight you may do it with, with other with, with one player if you book your accommodation you'll do it with a different player sometimes you'll do you use a different player if you want to stay in, a, in an apartment or if you want to stay in a hotel uh, when you book your experiences sometimes you won't, won't even book you'll book it offline but if you, you today you can book it online uh, tickets all sorts of things you still work with a lot of players in different places and and uh, and uh, and all the entities are different. The hotels owners are different from the or are different from chains. Are different from uh, OTAs. A quick explanation of some of the terms that Omri uses. OTAs are online travel agencies that have relationships with both customers and suppliers. Some examples: Agoda.com, Expedia, Airbnb. This is in contrast to meta search engines such as TripAdvisor or Trivago, who only have a customer interaction but don't have any relationship with suppliers. I think all of that will, over time, there will be an Amazon. I don't know if there will be one Amazon or two Amazon or three Amazon, but 15, 20, 30 years from now, it's not going to be, I think it's not going to be Airbnb. Uh, selling apartments and maybe OTA selling hotels. Like, and you see that now, Agoda sells uh, apartments. Uh, we don't have the the, the same uh, amount of inventory as, as uh, Airbnb, but in 10 years we will. Uh, Airbnb, if you follow the news, started selling hotels, and I believe they will sell hotels. So in the accommodation space, everybody will sell everything. 
And then if you follow the trends, you'll see that more and more players are starting to sell the experiences, Airbnb sales experience, Booking.com sales experience, experiences, Agoda sales experiences. It's all about the path, right? What's the right path to grow to that direction? We all know that there is a huge opportunity there. I think Agoda is very strong in, in certain things that will make the path interesting for us. One is we are very strong in um, integrations and working with partners because we are trying to serve the entire world from Southeast Asia, right? So if you want to do something in the US, if you want to do something in Europe, at least initially, we need to work with external partners. So in a way, we're somewhere in the middle between these meta search players that I talked about and the OTAs. Uh, so we're somewhere in the middle and it allows us to grow and really, I think, live to the premise that when you come to Agoda, you'll find the best offer. I don't care that much where it comes from. Uh, obviously, I care about my margin, but I'm willing to sacrifice my margin like a Chinese in order to give the best experience and the best rate to my customer. So my customer knows that they can come again and trust me. It's all about trust. Trust me to give them the best the best that is out there. So that's one area that I think Agoda is very, it's very interesting for Agoda. The same capability to integrate allows us to go into the hotels and do things that like um, uh, online check-in, uh, online checkout. You don't have to go to the counter anymore when you enter a property or when you leave a property. Uh, being able to chat with, uh, in general, the, f- the fact that inside accommodation there are a lot of services that are that are kind of like old school. You need to talk to the people, to pick up the phone and call the front desk. That's for me. Today everybody's chatting. You don't you don't want to call the front desk. You want to ask a question in WhatsApp. In your favorite, I was about to say WhatsApp because I, I use mostly WhatsApp, but it can be Line or or, or WeChat or whatever you whatever you want to whatever you want to use. You want to you want to chat with the front desk or you want to ask for something or you want to pay. Uh, with your mobile device, again, something that happens in China all over the place but doesn't happen that much outside of China. Uh, so all of those things, I feel that Agoda can bring a revolution uh, because we have the capabilities, we have the relationships, we have the, we, we're not afraid to innovate, and we're big believers in, in user experience. So I think, I think we, can be, we can take that angle and, and, and sort of change the world. Agoda has seen tremendous growth. How does a company continue to innovate as it gets bigger? You need to be in a certain place in order to be able to innovate. If you are the biggest player in the industry, usually it's difficult for you to innovate. Not always, but usually it's difficult for you to innovate because you have a huge customer base. You're afraid to risk everything. The focus of your of the management is somewhere. If you are too small player and you don't have money, uh, you're also very difficult for you to, to innovate, especially in an industry like travel where you need a lot of money in order to even become a player. Uh, but there's a certain side of com- size of company, and I think Agoda is, that, is in that size where... Uh, we're not the biggest player in the market. We're maybe the third or the fourth or the fifth player in the market. I'm talking about the global market. In Southeast Asia, we're definitely the biggest. But we, So we are big enough to be a player in the game. But on the other hand, we are not uh, too big where it's difficult to innovate. So Agora can maintain, could maintain, I think, a way more startup-ish type of culture. Because oftentimes what you see in big companies is that uh, uh, there is... Uh, there's sort of slowness, there is uh, bureaucracy happening, and that's, uh, I can tell you that my biggest fear in life <laughs> is bureaucracy. Uh, I come from a startup background. Uh, when, I, when my company got acquired and I came to work in Agoda, my biggest fear was, oh, now I'm going to the, this uh, huge enterprise and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to encounter a lot of bureaucracy. And, and the reason why I'm still here, and hopefully I'll be here for many more years, is that I found that it doesn't exist here. I found a management team. And through all the levels in our culture, in the Agoda culture, we fear bureaucracy. It's very easy to try to solve problems 
with a process that creates bureaucracy. But you need to be very mindful to that when you, when you create your organization, that if you put a process, if you, form, you put stops, if there's something, if there's, for instance, an approval process, you need to go to the lawyer to get approval for something. Or you need to go to compliance to get an approval for something. If you start, on the one hand, you don't want to create crises, but on the other hand, you always have to be mindful that every stop, every stone you put in the shoe of somebody trying to build something, you create bureaucracy that eventually long-term kill your, kills your organization. So in Agoda, we are, and, and we are freaks of trying to create units, basic units, even small teams that are totally independent. Uh, if a team needs to build something and we agree on that, we ask, we ask the team, what do they want to achieve? What's, what number are they going to impact? After we agree on that, we ask, okay, what do we need in order to build that? What, what are you going to build to achieve that? We agree on that. What kind of resources do you need? Do you need somebody working with the businesses? Do you need something, somebody working? Do you need to change the UI? Uh, we try to bring all the resources that are required to that team, and then we let them go. And we want the team to be as independent as possible. We don't want them to have to ask permissions from anybody. We don't want them to ask for somebody else to develop something for them. That's waterfall, which we don't, which we are not to do in Agoda. Uh, we try to create units that operate as startups. Uh, think about it as we gave them the funding, we gave them the people, we give them the money that they need to do whatever they want. But the person leading the team is like the CEO of a startup, very well-funded startup, and they need to run as fast as they can uh, and come and ask for money, for more money if they if they need more money. But other than that, they could go and, and achieve their dreams. And that's the culture we're trying to we're trying to create a collection of startups rather than a full-fledged enterprise. Why should MBAs consider a career in Southeast Asia for a company like Agoda? First of all, why should they consider um, career anywhere else? If you ask me, <laughs> not Agoda. Put aside Agoda, Southeast Asia or Asia in general. I think by far Asia is where you want to be. I think Asia is where the growth is, where the interesting challenges are. Because when you go to Asia, immediately you are you need to support different cultures, you need to support different languages, you need to be mindful for different subtleties. By definition, you're, the problem you're solving is very big, very complex, and very interesting. And again, the market here explodes. Even if you're not, uh, even if you're maintaining your share, you're growing like crazy. And I, I think one of the things that you want to be, you want to be in a company that grows. Uh, growth is sort of the driver of, uh, of, of everything in, in the internet industry. A company, an internet company that doesn't grow, I don't want to say that uh, it's a dead company, but it's almost a dead company. Companies, some companies reinvented themselves, but it's all about growing that the, the market is exp- exploding. Travel is exploding within the internet industry, which is a good reason why travel and Asia. Uh, you can go and try your luck in China, by the way. What you'll find is, I think, that um, culture is difficult, for, especially for somebody coming from the West. So you're looking for a Western type of company sitting in Asia, capable of looking into China and also on the West. It doesn't leave you a lot of options. Uh, so if that's where you are, then you know Agoda is one of the only good choices you've got. One of the things that I would be mindful to is try to avoid uh, places that are bureaucratic, huge enterprises. You want to find a big enough company that can make a mark, but that feels like a startup, that every team can innovate like a startup, that when you build something, the company cannot kill it or let it not see light just because of some whatever uh decision that was made uh, 20 floors above you uh, because the company cannot afford it. When you build something, it needs to see light. It needs to, it needs to operate. And, and uh, my fear for you, my fear for me, if I were an MBA grad, would be to find myself in a place where I could, uh, where, where I'm in a big, where I'm one cog in a big machine 
or in a place where I could be working on something for two years and then eventually it will get scraped. And I think, you know, if you look outside here, I'm, I'm just, uh, as we are talking, staring outside my window, you can see all the people that are sitting here and, and uh, pointing at, uh, at uh, boards and, and screens, and I can feel that energy, and I, and, and I know they are building things that will see light and hopefully will revolutionize the market, and that's where you want to be. You just heard an interview I did in Bangkok with Omri Morgenstern of Agoda.com. There was a lot to absorb in this episode from how the travel industry is changing, Southeast Asia is a great MBA career destination, and how Agoda has grown. I'm very grateful to Omri and Agoda for giving me this opportunity to share this conversation with you. On this trip, I also visited companies in Singapore and Jakarta, so stay tuned for future episodes. If you like this show, remember to subscribe to our podcast and leave a rating to help others discover this show. Till next time, this is Conrad Chua on Changing Careers.